And now, a word about our sponsor. The Kinky Boys podcast is brought to you by How to Kill a Superhero, the BDSM book series by author Pablo Green. If you ever fantasized about a juicy muscle beast encased in lycra, bound and gagged, then your moment has arrived. This book series is for fans of superhero fetish, bondage, and transformation fetishes. The books are available in paperback and Kindle at the Amazon store in 13 countries. Book 3, Transformation Fetish, is out now. And I can tell you folks, it's a brilliant, brilliant read. Try it out yourself. The Kinky Boys Podcast. Exploring one kink at a time. <laughs> Good. I mean, how much? I mean, this is a difficult question that's always been asked media, but how much do you think porn plays as a way to shape people? Um, I, I think it's a valid criticism of porn, um, and for lots of different reasons. In in the same way that that women are wind up beating themselves up because they don't have have you know the right sized waist or the right size tits or whatever it is. Hmm. Um, uh, gay men can wind up beating themselves up because they don't look like the people in the porn, yeah. Um, or, or you know, or can't apparently fuck you know as 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 effectively or do whatever it is that they're doing as effectively. Um, I think there are some actual behaviours in porn which are um, certainly in gay porn, primarily um, not just bareback sex, but bareback sex that eroticizes, maximising the risk of HIV transmission. Ah, yes, yes. this yes. old chestnut. There's a there's a difference between you know the old the old the old school condomless video where where the guys would fuck and then the guy would pull out and he would come on his chest because you wanted to see the cum shot. Mm. And and modern day bareback where where you don't where you come outside but then you scoop the come up and you and you make sure as much of it goes back in the hole as possible yeah. this is not just fucking without condoms it's about it's about putting two fingers up to the um to to, to hiv prevention um you know practices um because fuck it we're going to do what we want and we're and we're anarchists and pirates and all the rest of it and it's like well actually uh... you know, I, th- I think I think there's definitely there's definitely a problem there in terms of normalization of that kind of behavior, um, especially because for the absolute basics of sex, um, everyone um, relies more on porn, uh, relies very heavily on porn. What I mean by that is straight and gay people rely very heavily on porn for their sex education. And it stands to reason that gay men will rely on it even more because they're far less likely to from from their parents. Yep. Um, or their schools. Mm-hmm. So, so there's that side of it. And, but then, you know, I feel a certain responsibility when it comes to the fisting porn that I've done that, um, there's a very good chance that I've made it look a lot easier than it is. That I feel, a, I feel a responsibility that, um, you know, I, I feel I've, I, I would kind of quite like to do some fisting educational videos to, to, you know, help people understand how I got to, how I trained my ass to be able to do what I can do. Um, and how, it can take an extraordinarily long time to to prepare for um, for uh, for a fisting session, and how there are certain you know things that you want to um, do to stay safe. Well, yeah, it's... porn is always going to avoid showing the preparation because it's not what anyone wants to see. If, no, of course. If, if they're going to just magically make condoms appear on people's dicks, 
when they are showing um, films with condoms in, then they're absolutely not going to spend half an hour watching someone slowly work their way open if they can just skip straight to the money shot. No, absolutely. I, 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 don't, um, I don't have any difficulty understanding why they do it. I just am conscious that I'm part of the machine. I wish, you know, quite frankly, I wish a lot more performers were conscious of, of, of the part that they've played in filming for certain companies um, on, on, you know, the bareback side. I wish, mm. I wish people were more conscious of, of the impact that, that that contribution is having. Um, I'm, I'm not expecting the video companies, you know, the, the, to, to include 30 minutes of of, um, uh, of explanation as to how, how we got to, the, to how we started the scene. Uh, I'm just conscious that that um, I may be contributing, um, you know, and you know, and it's, it's, it's partly it's partly why I'm saying this now is to, is to uh, alleviate the potential harm of people going away from from looking at fisting porn I've done and thinking, you know. Uh, why can't I do that? He made it look so easy. Hmm. Well, I, I do have to di- disagree on one point, which is about taking the time to show opening someone up or with um, putting a condom on. Because one of the right. most formative like pieces of erotica I had as a childhood were the books by John Preston, who wrote Mr. Benson, who I think everyone oh, yeah. should read, just because of the history behind it. But... Mm-hmm. In his follow-up novels, which were written at basically the height of the AIDS epidemic, mm. in a lot of the sex scenes he wrote for, he spent a lot of time eroticizing condom use. He would talk about how people would get the special black latex condom and would talk about how as, when it stretched over the cock, it, you could see the streams of pre-cum jelly, like moving underneath and how it felt. And he yep. spent a lot of time eroticizing that, and it worked for me as a, you know, as someone who was 16 reading these things. It mm, really yep. helped push it for me that condoms didn't have to be this annoyance, which, yep. let's be perfectly are, they, condoms can be very annoying, and to a certain degree you have to put up with them, but sure. you can I, make I mean, fun, you know, they can well, be fun I, if you use them. No, mm. I, I wouldn't disagree with the fact that, that you can present them that way. However, you can present them that way a hell of a lot easier in erotica than you can on a porn scene. Um, yeah. Aside, aside you, from anything else, um, uh, you know. Um, there's only so much you can do with a camera. A camera is can't a, necessarily show you how something... A camera can't necessarily show you how something tastes or how it smells or why that's erotic. All it has I, is the visual and audio, audio components. And if you they, can't they, make those those erotic then you're going to struggle i i think i think that that's actually something i didn't consider which is which is very true but i i was just I'm thinking of, of simply the practical challenge of um putting the condom on and then returning to the position that you need to be in to to fuck in a way that the lighting is right and the camera can see and all the rest of it um and ultimately you know a, a porn shoot is thinking about the priorities hmm. um and the priority is usually not to you know if the, these days frankly if they're using a condom um that they, they're going above and beyond what most other people are doing in terms of promoting safe sex you know they, they they don't need to be um they don't need to be sort of creating this whole scene where where the person puts the condom on i'm not saying that would would be a bad thing but but you know in terms of their priorities and what what they're thinking about they're thinking about let's get this thing shot Let's 
you know, mm-hmm. let's spend as much time as we can on um, the things people want to see. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, we did. But I do, you know, go on. Go on. Well, I mean, going back to your original thing about, you know, does does porn um, affect our expectations of of, of sex? Um, totally, I think it does. Um, I mean, one of the other things that porn does um, is it's kind of always there in the sense that, you know, certainly by now, um, we are, <laughs> there's that, um, I, I don't know how true it is if it's another urban myth, but there's that, but there's that saying that you, in London you're never more than 10 feet away from a rat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? I can believe so that. In, in this world, you're, you're never more than 60 seconds away from a porn video. That's very true. Very true. And Tumblr is brilliant. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty out there, you know, and, and so there's a certain, um, uh, there, 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 there's a convenience and and an advantage to that, but there's also a, um, it sort of almost contributes to that feeling that, that, um, that I think gay culture has, um, cultivated for better or worse, um, that if you're not having sex 24 hours, four hours a day, seven days a week, you're doing something wrong. Hmm. You know, it's like it's like the orgy never ends, and and all the time we spend not at it, we're wondering if we should be. Um, yeah, I know so many people that um, they get quite depressed about this idea that other people are having more fun than them, and then exactly. I go to go talk to those other people, and they're worried that other people, and yeah. everyone has this silly idea that everyone else is having all this sex and fun. And they're mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, unless you're being properly chased and not doing anything, most people, especially in the kink community, don't do kinky stuff that often. They'll advertise like hell when they do. They'll post all the Twitter pics and talk about it endlessly. Well, you know, I think I think that, that, that um, people who are into kink do have... Um, do have this challenge or these added challenges to compared with people who are perfectly happy with vanilla sex. If you're perfectly happy with vanilla sex, the variables you've, you've got to worry about are, um, is the person you're playing with compatible with you in terms of top and bottomness? Mm-hmm. Um, and do they like to suck cock and get fucked? Because, you know, not everyone into vanilla sex necessarily wants to do those things. Chances mm-hmm. are most of them do. So, you know, you're probably only worrying about, you know, are we compatible in terms of who, who gets to fuck who, right? Kinky yeah. people um, who have identified that they particularly like to get their ass fisted whilst their balls are uh, hit, whilst they're tied up um, and hooded and gagged, um, have a much smaller number of people who they are both attracted to um, or, or have a mutual attraction with um, uh, and have the desire and the capability to do all of, of those things and are available in their local area. Oh, yeah, it's, I mean, and also kinky sex takes a lot of preparation and effort. Which yes, absolutely. There have been so many times when I've, when I've wanted to go to the bondage at a local club. but yeah. And it's Friday night, and after a long work day of work, I think to myself, can I be bothered to put on my, lace up my 20-hole boots, get in mm-hmm. gear, travel into town, or do I do it next month? Mm-hmm. And I might feel more like it. And there is that yep. thing of kinky sex, especially when it revolves around clothing or specific acts, takes preparation. Yes. I mean, Adam, you've often said this about bottoms. 
yep, it's a lot of effort and it's not necessarily something you can, well, you can do it spontaneously, certainly. And mm. then it's a dice roll. If you get, <laughs> it's, it's, I if think you get always, unlucky, it's not going to end well for anyone. <laughs> it's, I think it's always a dice roll. I think it becomes more of a dun- Dungeons & Dragons-sized dice um, the, the more spontaneous <laughs> it is. Well, uh, I choose to stunt. <laughs> What's that? And now we're getting into nerdy metaphors and we're extending them to multiple different games. So <laughs> Stunting is basically when it's in some RPGs where... If you make a good enough like story and display about your character's actions, um, um, right. you get awarded a free pass, essentially. I genuinely don't know how you can be so awesome at anal sex that you don't need to douche, though. So I don't think this metaphor works, and I think the fact that we've had to explain the joke ruins the joke. <laughs> no, but our next RPG gaming session, I will do that stunt. Oh, God. Okay. Fine. I'm sure we had some more questions about fisting written down somewhere. Yes. On to part two, uh, where we focus on your fetish, which is, or one of them, which is fisting. So how does someone get into that is the Uh, first question. I can't can't speak for for anyone else. Um, But for me, it was a, a, a kind of gradual process. Um, like many other things I first heard about, um, or like many other sexual acts, when I first heard about them, my first reaction was, are you fucking kidding me? Um, <laughs> and um, at that time, I was I was in the hoist for maybe the first or second time in my life. And I was still relatively newly gay, but I was exploring, I, I, having waited till my late 20s to, 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 you know, to begin that, um, I had this strong feeling of, of right, you know, I'm, I'm sort of, I've wasted too much time. And so I was, I was already getting tied up and, and, you know, and now I was in the hoist and exploring that. But I thought, okay, I found, I found a hard limit here. Um, this was, this was somewhere around the age of, uh, I don't know, 29, 28, 29. Um, I was like, you know, there's no way I'm going to be doing this. And I think I think I recall a little voice in the back of my head going, "Yeah, you said that before about this thing." But um, <laughs> the years went the years went by after that, and um, over over about the next ten years, about ten guys made an attempt to fist me. Probably, possibly half of them got their hand inside my ass at so much effort on their part and mine that by the time they'd done it, I was like, "Okay, that's it. Stop. We're done." Um, I now know that. In all those cases, not nearly enough loot, mm. uh, and also that I wasn't physically ready for it. Um, and um, ultimately, what happened was uh, I had the opportunity of playing with this guy who wanted to fist me, but he had relatively big hands, uh, and I just there's just no way I was ready for it. But it, he was he was one of those guys that you just like you want to do anything and the fact that i couldn't made me so cross that i thought i I never want to be in this situation again where someone that hot wants to do that to me and i can't um and plus you know it was it was a bit of you know fomo in terms of uh i think at that point fisting was becoming the new fucking you know it was there was so many people on recon who were doing it and i was like okay i I really want to find out if i can do this or enjoy it or if it really just isn't for me i kind of remember Um, that i remember especially when i first came into the king fisting seemed to be so in vogue right like i have noticed these vogues come through it's like fisting then the skinhead look 
right now right. it's puppies. It's all about puppy. <laughs> oh my god, it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if if the the you know my perception or your perception of fisting is is a more of a is a reflection of the reality or just my awareness of it. But either, um, I, I got to this place where I thought, okay, let's let's you know let's figure this out. So I, I bought myself a toy to train on. Uh, and then I invited this really hot guy around who really knew what he was doing. Um, and, uh, uh, basically took me to a place I could not believe. Um, I had been, in fact, if I hadn't videoed the session, I wouldn't leave it up. Um, and you know, it, and it just started, it just opened up this whole new world for me of, of, of something I could do that, that just was, was absolutely mind blowing. Um, and fun, or at least it could be. I mean, you know, like, like, like all kinds of sex, um, it doesn't always go the way you'd like it to. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just, it, um, once I knew how pleasurable it could be, there was kind of no turning back. Um, which isn't to say that, you know, I, I can't imagine living my life without ever being fisted again, but, um, it's just, you know, if I'm, if I'm, uh, if I'm sexually active and there's no reason why I shouldn't, then it would probably always be on the menu. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing I found, which kind of relates back to what we were talking about, how what you see in porn is not what you see in real life. Mm. One of the most intense scenes I, I ever remember seeing is my big brother, no relation, just left, um, getting fisted. <laughs> I, I always have to make that distinction just in case, because I have but people that, it is an important one. I mean, I have had people ask me when I've introduced him as my brother, so it's like, so are you related? In a very excited tone. And I think, oh, maybe, oh, maybe I won't I... let them. <laughs> but yeah, he was getting um, fisted and it wasn't, it was a long scene because it took a while, but it wasn't this intense thing you see in porn where everyone's, you know, just shoving their hand in and out, in and out, in and out. And, no, Yang. He was he at the height of it. He went very non-verbal, and his whole body started violently shaking, and his eyes rolled back in his head, and he was it was like a good good session. Yes, and yeah, after the end, he was very happy. Oh yes, after the end, um, he got up and he said his adrenaline had obviously been running to the max because after he got up, he's saying, "My God, I feel so cold," and I hugged him, and he felt like a furnace. Okay. And he was just so exhausted from... And he was just laying there taking it. He wasn't... Adrenaline, <laughs> adrenaline will do that to you. Yeah. So, so, so um, but, you haven't been for have you? No, no. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 uh, it, the thing that gave it away was you said he was just lying there taking it. <laughs> no, 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 I'm fully... I mean, the reason I was so adamantly said no is because I'm a long way from taking a lot of things. Sure, I've but, always struggled with that, so I know how intense it can be. Yeah. I I think it was he hadn't done enough physical activity to suggest that his core temperature should have risen that hot. Well, no, okay. it's like in porn. You see the porn actors, a lot of them bouncing up and down on the guy's fist. Right, and right, yeah, right. yeah, more, yeah. And it's and this is what I mean by it's very different from what porn presents to what happens in a real session. Mm. Yes. I mean, I, I, w I would say that I, I could easily find... Um, some fisting porn um, that uh, quite a variety of fisting porn in terms of the energy and the intensity. Um, I mean, for me, a lot of it's quite disappointing because um, a lot of guys 
you know, just as with a lot of other acts, sexual acts in porn, if, even even something like uh, fucking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for, for my money, far too many guys um, in porn bottom because they feel they should rather than because they want to or they enjoy bottoming. Hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, nobody's, no, nobody in particular is springing to mind, but, but it, it's, it's one of the least enjoyable things for me as a top, um, uh, well, generally, but, but certainly in porn when I've, when I've been topping, when, when the guy, um, just isn't that into being fucked. Um, now, I don't think you can, I don't think you can take a fist without having at least, you know, ha- having, having, worked at it um but I, it seems to me that a lot of guys who film fisting porn um are only capable of or or, or barely ca- only just capable of having a guy stick their hand in him and and wiggle mm-hmm. it around a bit they're not terribly they, they haven't progressed to the point where the guy can loosen his hole to the to the point where he can slide in and out with relative ease um for a decent period of time um, and so for me, a lot of the fisting porn that I've watched is actually quite dull because most of the scene, the guy's just standing there with his hand stuck up this, you know, his partner's ass. Um, yeah. it's like, well, you know, okay, that, that, that I can understand how that might go on for the first, you know, 15 minutes or so. But if the, if, if you're not going to warm up and do something, do some actual proper, you know, playing, then, then this is going to be a dull scene. Um, so, but then, you know, equally there, there's, um, uh, you know, there, there are more energetic scenes and, and, you know, so much depends on the experience of the bottom and how frequently they train and how frequently mm-hmm. they play. Um, and, you know, people don't get to the point where they can get punch fisted really easily or, or take an, take an arm halfway all the way to the elbow without a lot of training. Huh. Well, yeah. How, how long would you say it takes someone on average? Cause everyone, but everyone has a body that's different. So obviously for different people, it's going to be different. So how long in your experience do most people take to get from average fucking to being able to take a fit? How, how long in training does that take? Well, I think the answer is, uh, or the question I'm going to answer is how long can it take? Yeah. Or little time, how little time can it take really is, 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 you know, because it can take, it can take someone, you know, I mean, essentially, it took me 10 years from the point of, of hearing about fisting. Um, and I knew somebody in London who came to me to um, to get fisted but wasn't ready. So I told him he needed to train and I told him what toy to train with. Um, and he didn't listen to me or at least he didn't do what I told him. Um, and, you know, we played a, a couple of times after that um, and I still couldn't get my um, and eventually he did do what I told him. And um, once he did that, we were good. I could get my hand in him and, um, and he progressed over time from there. Um, I bought the toy that helped me first take a fist about four weeks before I first took that fist. Uh, I trained with it, um, at least every other day. Um, and whenever I could every day, um, stretching, um, my hole as far as it would comfortably go a little bit like when you stretch in the gym, where you can feel the stretch, but it isn't, you know, it's comfortable. Yeah. Um, and o- over a period of about four weeks, I was able to um, stretch my hold to the point where I could take it. Wow. Now, you know, other people might go faster. Um, you know, I have, heard, I have heard stories about some young guys, 
taking their first fist with, with no effort whatsoever. Um, um. <laughs> um, and, and some people might be, you know, a bit more tense and tight down there. A huge amount of it depends on um, confidence and, um, you know, your ability to, to relax and your um, how much you desire it. Um, you know, th- there's, a, there's a huge mental element to it. Um, so... Yeah, that's interesting. So what sort of toy would you recommend? Say um, we've got I, a listener wanting to get started. What what more, what general toy do you recommend to train on? I can give you the name of, of a precise toy called the Bum Boner. Okay. Um, and uh, if you Google it, um, that you should probably find a number of sex shops selling it. Um if you have an issue with the material that it's made with, which I now do, I didn't at the time, um, then you'll have to find something, uh, an, an equivalent toy, um, or as close an equivalent as you can find at Square, square Peg. Mm-hmm. Um, but, because uh, they're made of silicon, they're absolutely lovely toys. Um, but the, the bum boner, if you're not, if you don't have a problem sensitivity to that material, is absolutely perfect. And the reason it's so good is it's, um, it tapers very slowly from from a relatively easy start to a width that is the equivalent of um, a medium sized fist. Okay, cool. Um, and so if you can get round the the bottom part of, of, of that, which you know, and, and because of the because of the gradual tapering over a period of time, you you're, you're you can slowly increase the the stretch of your ring, um, and. Uh, um, yeah, once you once you can get over it and get the whole thing inside, and you don't want to rush that, you want to take take your time, and, and, and um, then uh, then you should be ready for a fist. So we've talked a lot about the mechanics of it. So what about it actually appeals to you, both the sensation and the psychological aspects of it? What what about it turns you on? Um, you know, it it varies hugely um, from one play session to another. Um, the physical sensations vary hugely. The emotional reaction is, um, is different. And, um, physically it can, you know, when you're, you know, when you drive down a road and you go over a hump in the road and you get that feeling in your tummy. Um, sometimes it can be like that feeling, but it doesn't go away. It just stays and it moves around and it dances and it just drives you crazy. Um, sometimes it can be so intense that it's almost painful. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes it's, it's, you have the feeling that you don't know if you want it to stop or you don't want it to stop. Um, sometimes, you know, it's just outrageously horny pleasure. Sometimes you can't describe what it is and you don't know if it's good or bad. Um, a huge amount of it, a huge amount of the pleasure for me is, is comes from the person that my connection with the person who has their hand in my ass or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Mm. Having uh, the, the positive feedback loop of them seeing what their hand in my ass is doing um, to my brain and getting off on that um, is an enormous pleasure. So even if I'm in that state where you know I, I actually feel like I don't know if I can take it, and they are loving that, then I, you know, that's that's extremely erotically thrilling experience. Um, at its best, physically. Um, I can come multiple times um, in, in, a, in a fisting session um, without touching my Wow. Um, so it's not necessarily, it's not the same as I would ejaculate if I, if I jerk off. 
Um, but it's, you know, it's an orgasm. Um, and they come in all kinds of different shapes and sizes. People talk about anal orgasms and full body orgasms. And I, you know, I, I think it's, it's without getting too hung up on, on which one you've had, the sensations just can be amazing. Wow. Oh, so it's, I mean, I always imagined it being a very physically overwhelming thing. Hmm. Yes, it is. You, you, you take a fist, don't you, Adam? Uh, I have taken a fist precisely once in my life, and oh. to my slight embarrassment, I actually don't remember the experience. Uh, <laughs> was this tea and crumpet? This was indeed tea and crumpets. Hey. Uh, so, once upon a time, at a New Year's Eve party at a friend's house in the middle of absolutely nowhere... Uh, sorry, the dogs are getting very excited in the background again. You need a minute to calm them down. Uh, it's not going to work. Unfortunately, okay. this is about the time I take them for a walk, and so they are complaining loudly until I take them outside, well, and we, they're not going to stop. We will wrap up soon, but please explain Teen Crumpet. So, once upon a time, at a New Year's Eve party at a friend's house in the middle of nowhere, a group of all of us got together, and the... Alcohol flowed, and we what we counted down together, and all sang "Old Lang Syne" together. And then afterwards, uh, all of the mild lust that had been simmering in the background for so long boiled over, and everyone just did all of the things that they had wanted to do to each other. At one point. I had a boy in each hand, a boy in my mouth, a boy in each nipple, one boy playing with my feet, one boy playing with my cock, and one boy playing with my butt. I have it on excellent authority that the boy who was playing with my butt uh, got his entire fist inside of me. Okay. I was sufficiently distracted by everything else (laughs) that I genuinely could not tell you. All I can say is that it was possibly the most physically pleasurable experience I have ever had. Aha. Well, 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 you clearly had your hands full. (laughs) You know, I'm cautious about when when saying stuff like that is um, inadvertently setting expectations um, of other people who want to try fisting too high. You know, I would I would hate for somebody. Well, you know, it was the most pleasurable thing in aggregate. Between absolutely sort of, everything that was going on, I was absolutely overwhelmed. No, and absolutely. to be I'm, fair, this fr- as another little addendum, this friend does proudly say he has beginner hands, which I can quite say they are sure, sure. beginner no, I mean, hands. So, there's nothing wrong with it being what it was. My point is that um, a lot of people try something and it doesn't quite go the way it should. And they think, I don't enjoy this rather than it didn't, you know, the elements weren't all in the right place on on this occasion. Um, Mm. I think, think, you know, a lot of people have ruled out having follow-up experiences of something they didn't enjoy the first time that they might enjoy again um, with someone who... um, you know, either knows what they're doing better, or if they're better prepared, or do you know what I mean? Hmm. So, yeah. Um, as wonderful as fisting can be, it might not be, you know, the 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 most pleasurable experience you've ever had the first time you do. Um, and and it might take a little practice to get there. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, what's that saying? Try everything twice just to make sure you really hated it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. 
Yes. So just to wrap up, we always been talking about fetish going to the safety aspect. Yes. Um, what do people need to be wary of if they're going to try fisting? Right. Well, the um, the most obvious, although having said that, it's surprising how few tops um, properly appreciate this or, or at least um, do the right thing about it, is the top's nails should be filed so short that they can't feel them on their own tongue. That's a really good system. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Um, far too many think, you know, think if they've cut them short, you know, that's good enough. But, you know, I, I've, I've run my, my hands over the nails of, of tops who think, who think that their nails are ready. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? And a lot of, a lot of tops think that, you know, they can wear gloves and get away with it. And that, and for me, that just doesn't wash. Um, mm-hmm. because you can feel nails through, through, through rubber. I mean, obviously it makes, it makes some difference, but it's, you know, Really, those nails should be filed to the point where you cannot feel them on your own tongue. So, so that would be that would be my first thing. Um, my second thing is um, true for fisting, but also actually just a bit of a a, 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 um, a thing of mine, um, and that is don't get too high. Um, yes. Yeah. You need to be able to feel what you're doing and what your partner is doing. Um, and I'd go above and beyond that and say, don't use crystal meth. Um, but then, in fairness, my advice, generally, yes, it's exactly. a good rule for most of life, really. Yeah, yes, I'm one. I'm one of these people that's fairly libertarian about drug use, eat all that sort of stuff. Take it fine. Stay the hell away from crystal meth. You don't want to go there at all. Um, that, that's pretty much what what I'm saying. And and um, like I, I don't know if it's more dangerous in a fisting scene than other drugs, but I do know. Um, or at least I'm 99% sure that the chances are if you like it and you keep using it, um, especially with something as, as fun as fisting, you'll either end up in recovery from addiction or an early grave. Um, fisting is addictive enough. By all means, indulge the greedy fist pig in you, but you should know when to stop and you won't know when to stop if you're doing crystal. Mm. Indeed. Um, so, um, and I don't, I, I, I want to sort of finish the point on that by saying, you know, this is not a judgment about doing drugs and it doesn't make you, um, uh, a bad person if you've ever done crystal. This is just my experience of everyone in the world I've ever met who's done that drug. Um, on the fact that very, very few, um, can do it, like it and not have it ruin their lives. Hmm. It's, it's, it's not a moral judgment at all. It's just a practical observation. I- I liken it, drugs are like credit cards. Some, the payback is nice, gentle, and easy. Uh-huh. And others, the API goes through the... Is, and, is 33%. Yeah. Well, crystal yeah. meth isn't even a credit card. It's... It's the payday loan. Yeah, it's the payday loan where it's got an APR of 2,000%. Now, I, w- I, would, I, I would extend your analogy to suggest that actually it starts off as uh, promising interest-free. Um, and gradually, before you realize what's happened, it's a 2000 um, thing um, for a lot of people. Uh, for a lot of people, it, it feels like something they can do and put down for a long time before they realize that it's that they don't know how to deal with a whole bunch of different emotions without it. So, so don't do drugs anyways. while fisting. So, well, no, I'm not going to go so far as to say don't do drugs. I would say do drugs with caution, but... Um, you know, there's that expression experimenting with drugs. Yeah. Um, 
there's no need to do any more experimentation with Crystal. The results are in. It's fucking dangerous. You know? I, I concur, yes. <laughs> um, so, anyway, moving on to yeah. other safety tips thing. Um, I would say, or at least pause play, if you see red, um, as in, you know, blood in, in the loop. Mm. And give yourself a rinse with cold water. Now, some would say the same if you see pink. Um, uh, usually, the blood is coming from a ruptured capillary and doesn't mean you've done a major damage. Mm. Um, but if you begin to feel feverish, then you should call a doctor. Yes, I, I've i been friends with someone who works at Brighton ER. And for the people outside the UK, Brighton's one of these cities with a very noticeably high gay population. And therefore, right. a high kinky population. And he says one of the most, not the most common, but a, a more common than it should be occurrence in the ER section is yeah. men coming in with ruptured colons. Right. Where the top just really didn't know what they was doing and just right. um, pretty much, you know, ruptured the lining. Right. Mm. And some of them have had to have major surgery to correct it because it was so bad. It's yeah. it was very quite scary hearing about I would be fascinated to know how many of those um, situations involve the top and the bottom um, being high on and, and what on. Um, but, um, yeah, either way, it's possible and and you need to be careful. And, and that actually leads me on to my next safety tip, which is don't play rough with long toys. Um, you have to be careful when going deep inside mass with your fist that you don't do any damage. Hmm. Um, and that's not too hard because your fingers can feel where they are and if there is room to keep going or not. Um, you know, you're not, you're not, if you're, as long as you're not so high, you can't, you can't tell. And as long as you're, you know, sane and, and, you know, you still have sensation left in your fingers, you, you're not going to push your, your hand through the, through the lining of someone's colon. Hmm. Yeah. You know, you're going to, you're going to feel your way through and you're going to go at a pace that, that is, you know, that, that means your only, your hand is only going to move into space that's available. But you have no idea where the end of a long toy is when you're when you're fucking someone with it. So jackhammering one in and out of the bottom, unless he is very experienced and open, and like you, you, you can. And I've, I've I've put my hand inside guys, and it's almost like you know if if I if I put my if I if I shouted in his ass, there would be an echo coming out. <laughs> you know, I, I unless it's one of those rare circumstances where someone's so open, um, then then you know. Uh, fucking someone rough with a long toy is is risky. good. Um, so, and I, you know, I, I I was trying to think of other safety tips that that were you know particularly um, obvious, and I couldn't. Um, and if I've left any out, then I do apologise. Um, uh, but th- those those strike me as the as the main ones. Well, I think that that's the big things people need to worry about. Mm. Yeah, and as I said, all kinks come with their risks. So long yes. as you're safe and, you know, safe, sane, consensual, you can yes. still have a lot of fun with them. And I think that's bearing in mind. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think one of the challenges with, with any aspects of safety with kink, um, with any kink, is that it's all well and good to know the safety yourself. Um, but you don't necessarily know that the other person. So you might have your own... You might, you might in your own playroom have your um your banded scissors to get you out of um you know rope bondage quickly if you need to but you don't necessarily have that discussion or, or that assurance when you go and visit somebody else 
Yeah. You know, and, and the same is true with, with lots of other things. So, you know, it, it's, and, and it's, it's an age old dilemma. It's why, it's why it was always hard for gay men to, 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 to um, maintain consistent use of condoms. Because the last thing anybody ever wanted to do was interrupt the, 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 the magic and the moment of sex with, um, by the way, would you mind putting a condom on? And all of the subtext of that, you know, all of the subtext yeah. that came around, around because I'm worried that either you or I might have HIV and blah, blah, blah. You know, we don't like to have those conversations, um, but it is um, extremely important to have those conversations and to check that your fisting top has cut his nails properly um, and, and not be shy about saying, uh, can you file those down till you can't feel them on your tongue, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, well, but that's, you know, it's easier said than done, but, but, uh, mm-hmm. but it's, it's worth bearing in mind that the, the, the rules don't maintain themselves, mm. the safety rules. I mean, well, Dolan, it's been a pleasure having you on. I think Yes, thank you so much. It's, it's, um, thank you very much for having me. Yes, um, I'll post a link to your personal website uh, in the show notes so people Lovely. can go see you and your, um, what's the term, not videographer. Talents. Yes, <laughs> it's it's yes. horribly out of date. I do need to update it, so I apologise for that. There is some stuff on there. Cool. And uh, to our listeners, uh, hope you're well. And remember, avocados are no longer an aspirational vegetable. What? <laughs> what? I thought I'd try something new to end the show on. <laughs> now I'm going to edit that. Okay. <laughs> goodbye, everyone. Yes, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> If you want to comment on anything we've talked about this week or have your own subject you wish to raise, you can reach us at kinkyboyspodcast at gmail.com. If you like our show, please leave a rating or a view on iTunes or whatever podcast provider of your choice. Please, we really would appreciate it. Podcasts live and die by these reviews. They are our lifeblood. Uh, So thank you and see you again next week.